This Week in Wealth is powered by Alpha Wealth Group. If you're serious about retirement and have saved $250,000 or more, call Alpha Wealth Group's Tom Fortino now, 630-934-1855 or alphawealthgroup.com. Alpha Wealth Group, retirement made simple. Good morning, Chicago. Welcome back to This Week in Wealth. I'm Elise Glink. I am the CEO of Best Money Moves, my financial wellness company. And I'm Tom Fortino. I'm the principal and founder of the Alpha Wealth Group right here in the Chicagoland area. Well, if you want to talk to Tom or you want to ask us a question, here's the phone number and you can call or text your question, 630-934-1855. Or if you just go to Tom's website, alphawealthgroup.com, not only can you leave us a text, but you can also download all kinds of really helpful information that will help you with income planning, estate planning, asset planning, your investment plan, and your tax planning. And, of course, Tom can help with all of those, 630-934-1855. So, Tom, pretty soon you're going to be able to contribute much more money to your health savings account. Last Mm -hmm. week, the IRS announced the largest ever increase in the maximum contributions, um, and so let's tell everybody what they were so or what they are. In 2024, the maximum HSA will be 4150 for an individual and 8300 for a family. Um, if you tack on the extra thousand bucks that you can put in if you're over the age of 55, the maximum contributions are uh, 5150 for individuals and 10,300 for couples. So you're mm-hmm. starting to talk about, some significant money. But I think a lot mm-hmm. of people don't understand what HSAs are. They don't understand if they qualify, why they're paired with high deductible savings plans. So maybe we start at the top and you can tell us if you like them, why you like them, and mm-hmm. whether we should all like them. Well, you know, the the health savings accounts, the HSA, really is just another vehicle, I think, as part of your plan. And, you know, when we talk about it, certainly I'm a big advocate of having tax planning as part of your overall plan. That's what I like to say. We're a little different by design, which is to say, what do we do as far as your retirement plan above and beyond the investments and the other things to make the IRS a smaller partner in your retirement? Because certainly that's a risk. If tax rates increase in the future, all of the money you have in these tax-deferred accounts is taxable at a higher tax rate. So we want to really look at some of this. And um, so as far as tax-free planning, this is falls in line with these things like Roth IRAs and Roth 401ks where every penny is tax-free down the road when you pull the money out. Now, the health savings account is a little unique in the sense that, obviously, health savings kind of describes it. If you are in a high deductible, what's considered a higher deductible plan, you can contribute to these plans. The unique thing about health savings accounts is that the money goes in pre-tax, in other words, it's or tax-deductible if you want to say that, but either way, that is deducted from your taxable income. So you don't pay tax on it on the way in. Additionally, it grows tax-free, and oh yeah, if you use it for qualified medical expenses, it comes out tax-free. So when we think about this, this is expenses. So imagine again, now you're in retirement, you have to pay expenses, and we've all we've talked about the numbers, Elise, about being about the healthcare costs in retirement. I mean, this is everything from dental to vision to health, you know, co-insurance payments, all of these things, which we know we're going to have expenses in retirement. Imagine if you had a, uh, I don't know, not like a health savings, but a food savings account. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, that was a, it's going to be an expense. You could put the money in pre-tax. 
So this is a, a beautiful thing if you can take advantage of it and it makes sense for you. Now, again, in retirement, in combination with the other things that you're doing, you now can access this money to use in expenses, expenses you're going to have down the road, and pay zero tax on it. In fact, it will never go on your 1040. So this is pretty powerful if you can incorporate this as part of your overall plan. You know, as people think about these different kinds of saving vehicles, you know, reminds me of how you end up with, you go from job to job and you end up with a 401k here and a 401k there. And instead of having this cohesive amount of money somewhere, Mm -hmm. you end up with like little bitty accounts in places. Is that okay to do that? You know, because I think like an HSA, you start it and then can you just use the same HSA if you go to a different company with a high deductible health care plan? Like, how does that part work? Well, when it comes to, you know, trying to be organized, and we've talked about this before, old 401ks, old IRAs, ING did a study. It said that I think the average abandoned or orphaned 401k has between ten and 50000 in it. This is not a good thing. So just like HSAs, you know, I'm a big fan of consolidating things as far as, you know, Fidelity, for example. I had someone who just came in, had two HSAs from previous employers or had contributed to them. You can do them. Again, they opened them up at different times. Well, we set up IRA accounts at Fidelity, a Roth IRA, and an HSA. So now mm. when you go to your to look at your accounts, you see everything on one screen. There's my Roth, there's my IRA, there's my HSA. So if you have multiple accounts, you can consolidate these. There's portability. You have three IRAs, you can put them into one. You have three Roth IRAs, you can put them into one. So this is pretty important as far as being able to monitor, stay on top, be organized, financially organized. And the one other comment I'll make before I forget is the HSA is part of a report, and we've offered it before, that I put together. It's the seven strategies to get to tax-free. Guess what? One of those is HSAs. So for anybody that wants that, we'll get that out to them you know, so you can have it and look at it and start to incorporate getting to tax-free. Well, it sounds to me like that's a really good idea because I and I know that the whole tax thing is a big deal. And in fact, didn't we have a question last week about taxes and how Illinois compared with retirement? Um, that, yeah, and we did mm-hmm. right. And it's and and you always say that Illinois is a pretty popular is a pretty good state for retirees, right? From a tax standpoint, right, yes, because Social Security pensions and retirement accounts are not taxed. Now, from a federal law, it doesn't matter where you live, federal tax, that when we talk about being tax-free, your pension's 100% taxable, your retirement account's tax-deferred, 401ks are 100% taxable, and Social Security up to 85% of that's taxable. That's not true at the state level. But, you know, these are the higher rates at a federal level. So, you know, if you can get to a point where you're getting a lot of that tax-free, and that's where these HSAs come in, just like a Roth. Not only will they not go on your 1040, they're not used to determine how much of your Social Security is taxable. So, ah. And your Medicare premiums. All of this comes into play if we talk about getting to tax-free. This is why forward tax planning is is so powerful. And I've done it before. We've worked with people where you can get as close to tax-free as possible. You know, the extreme example is if most of your money, well, I shouldn't say extreme, but most of your money was in a Roth, not only would you not pay any taxes on that, you could get a potential get all of your Social Security tax-free. So it can be done, and this is a good good goal to, to strive for. So <laughs> anyone who wants that information is available. 
Right. I mean, I think it's it's part of that more complicated tax planning we talk about and the stuff that mm-hmm. you're really good at, actually. Uh, if you've got a question, want to talk to Tom about your tax bill, 630-934-1855, or you can go to alphawealthgroup.com. Uh, coming up next, we're going to talk about interest rates and mortgage applications and how people should really think about this and where the silver lining is. That's coming up next on This Week in Wealth on 720 WGN. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to This Week in Wealth. I'm Elise Blank, CEO of Best Money Moves, and I'm here with Tom Fortino. He is the founder and principal of the Alpha Wealth Group. You can find us at 630-934-1855. Calls and texts are welcome. You can also just go to the alphawealthgroup.com website and leave us a message there. So, Tom, interest rates topped 7% again last week, and Mm -hmm. mortgage applications immediately dropped. It was kind of amazing to watch the two things happen at virtually Mm -hmm. the same moment in time. And I get that the combination of higher rates and higher prices on homes are pushing a lot of people out of the market, right? Mm -hmm. But how should people really think about this? It seems to me that waiting to make a big purchase isn't really the right answer, right? It's so easy to put off things for years, and then you're spending money on rent, not building any equity. And the same thing holds true with retirement savings. It's so important to do it early and not put it off, so you've got the power of compounding interest to help you. And I'm just wondering how you think through this when you've got clients who need to do something big, right? Buy their first house or, mm-hmm. you know, start an investment account or make some sort of a big investment. And they just can't seem to get over the hurdle on, and push themselves through. Whether we're talking about real estate as an asset class or we're talking about the stock market as an asset class, stocks and so on, you know, you, we have to understand we can't time the market. Right. I just had someone in the other day who said they were looking at going to Tennessee. And in fact, I received an email. From Tennessee. They were just randomly going to Tennessee. Well, they want to move there. You know? Oh, I see. And I and I received an email from clients saying, oh, by the way, update my address. Here it is. Franklin, Tennessee. So anyway, we see these places. My point is, you know, their comment was, boy, I wish we would have bought five years ago. I wish, you know, it's always things that we but you just you just can't. You know, you can't time these things. And so, especially again, real estate versus stocks, uh, whatever it might be, it's an investment in yourself. It's an investment in your quality of life. These are things are investments. But, um, you know, just go through it logically. Think about what, you know, your goals are. And then, you know, go into it and say, look, it's, it, when we took a look, about, look at real estate, you, I'm not saying you can, you can't, I, like I say, you can't time it, but your situations can be different. If you feel like there's, you want to wait a little bit longer because you feel the market. I mean, certainly applications are down. We know the median home price is down. There's some things here that would portend that it's going to, things are going to go down again. But just don't get too caught up in saying, I'm going to, I'm going to time the market perfectly. We just can't. And so that's really what's important and take a smart approach to what we do. If we're investing in the market and we've been sitting on the sidelines in cash, you can spread that over a six-month period. You can dollar-cost average yourself if you want, even if you're doing it on your own through your own your own account. So there's ways to come at this a smart way, and that's going to make you more comfortable with making that decision and actually not procrastinating and making a move. So I love that because there, you've got people who are just, they just can't force themselves into doing it. So if you set up a regular system, mm-hmm. a plan, right, whatever your plan's going to be, you set it up, I'm going to invest X every week, every month, 
you know, right. no matter what happens in the marketplace and you set that in motion, it really helps. In fact, we did that with our older son. He is younger son, happy to jump right in, <laughs> you know, make the investment, buy the place, makes a decision, he goes. Older son, more thoughtful, you know, thinking it through, but he can think through it for 50 years. So we said, look, you're the perfect person to do dollar cost averaging. For him, it was just putting money aside and, mm-hmm. you know, just come up with a bunch of stocks you want to buy that companies that you think for the long run are going to be good. If you don't have any right. data, and I can give you a few ideas. And then every week, every month, whatever it is, you just make that investment. Well, he started doing that about a year and a half, two years ago. Mm-hmm. And it has paid off handsomely for him. Sure. I he happened to get lucky, didn't try to time the market, but it, you know, he caught one of those dips and it has, you know, it, it has performed nicely, but the point is that he's still just putting it in week in and week out or month in, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, but he's at a system, he sticks to it, he probably is trying to, you know, you learn. Mm-hmm. It's never, there's no perfect answer to any of these things. So it's always that thing, don't let perfection get in the way of accomplishing you know, good things. And so, you know, this is why, as I said, we can sit on the sidelines and do nothing. And then we sometimes become our own worst enemy. And so these are strategies where you can start to do it and and feel confident in what you're doing. And, uh, And in the end, it typically, you know, it typically pays off. And desperation, in my mind, is the font of really bad decisions, right? Mm -hmm. People, you know, if you wait and wait and wait and wait, suddenly you feel like FOMO, right? Fear of Mm -hmm. missing out. So then you jump in willy-nilly, sometimes with investments. Oh, somebody said this was a great one. I'm just going to buy it. No planning, no nothing. And that, you know, that's like going to Vegas, baby. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You're just going to, pretty soon you'll be able to go to Bally's downtown. You won't have to to pay for the ridiculously high-priced plane (laughs) ticket to get there to do this. But people do it with houses as well. I mean, I have friends who, you know, just randomly went out to Palm Springs one year for a vacation and came home with a million-dollar house. And I'm like, what? Yeah. (laughs) What are you doing? And she's like, I don't know. We just were bored. So we wandered around an open house, and we ended up making an offer, and they accepted. I thought – and it was fine. It wasn't like that was putting them at risk financially. but. that's just i'm not comfortable with that like i (laughs) personally it made me keep stay up at night for them even though it had no impact on their finances and we would all Mm -hmm. love to be in that place but the simple fact was that 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 purchase that snap decision they made set in motion a whole plan that they sort of reverse engineered into it was like oh we did that so that's going to be the place we go every winter so we'll start doing that this winter so what do we need to do to get our businesses in shape so we can start doing that and oh by the way it's time to retire like it just it was kind of interesting how they fell into it that's the other extreme right um i shouldn't say but you know for them god bless but you know there's the where you can do the analysis paralysis you can never make a move you procrastinate and then there's where you just impulsively do something if you can afford it. But there's a there's a middle road here where you do some due diligence and understand there's no perfect answer on any of these things. But if you if you do the upfront work, you talk with people, you do some analysis, you review things. It's going to make you a lot more comfortable in making those decisions. I always try to stay with facts and you know lay it out and say here's here are the ideas and and then you can make it make a decision based on that. 
Yeah, yeah, I think it's a it's a smart move. All right, well, we've got a couple of questions that came in over the transom uh, during the week, and we're going to get to those next. Uh, we usually do questions in the second half of the show. If you've got a question, you can call or text 630-934-1855, or you can always go to alphawealthgroup.com, take advantage of all the cool information Tom has on his website so that you are not making a snap decision at least not without having some background. I'm Elise Gling, sitting here with Tom Fortino, and we'll be back in a moment with more of This Week in Wealth on 720 WGN. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the second half of This Week in Wealth. If you're just joining us, I'm Elise Glink, CEO of Best Money Moves, and I'm here with Tom Fortino, the founder and principal of the Alpha Wealth Group. If you've got a question, you can call or text 630-934-1855. Tom, by the way, will be happy to answer your questions personally after the show if you if you send something in after we're off the air. You can also go to alphawealthgroup.com, and we'd love to hear from you. So this week, uh, Steve sent in a uh, text, and he said, I'm always interested in sort of air quotes, how am I doing with my financial plan? I mean, okay, side comment, who isn't? Uh, now that I'm in retirement, it's even more important to know how I did. I'm not taking any of my distributions yet or Social Security, but getting close. I think I have a good income plan that should cover all my wants and needs, but I'm still curious. What do you think the average net worth or savings of a typical 67 to 70-year-old couple should be in today's marketplace? I hear advertisements that if you've got a minimum of 500000 of retirement assets, you should talk to a wealth manager or a certified financial planner. That seems low to me, Tom. Can you bring some insight or clarity? And how do I, I think he's asking, how do I compare myself? Mm -hmm. And then, very nice, been an avid (laughs) listener since the show started two years ago. Thank you, Steve. Um, So what do you think? How do, is it worth comparing yourself or do people just like to know how they're doing? Well, I think people always like to know. It's like benchmark. How do I know if you ran a six-minute mile? Is that good? Uh, well, right. Records- is it? it? It's very, very good. Let me reassure everybody listening. That is very, very good. The last time I did it was when I wrestled in high school. Haven't done it since. But anyway, yes. But it, so there's a benchmark to how am I doing? What is? How do I measure? Right? Is really what it comes down to. How do I measure where I'm at? And it's tough. You don't want to always compare to others because everybody's situation is unique. Really what it comes down to, I and we've talked about this before, at least, you know, that all these... You read these articles where you need 1.25 million. It used to be a million. We always have to be careful with these numbers, these assets. Yes, it's a great idea to have assets. That's not technically income, right? There's no number that's going to guarantee you'll have income for the rest of your life. And really, that's what it boils down to. So how do we create income that we will never outlive? I think that's the cornerstone of the plan. Then we build on that. Okay, We've got all the income we need, and we've talked about all these pieces of income, Alicia, you know, Social Security, the whole claiming strategy. Mm-hmm. When do I take it? How do I get the what's called the maximum cumulative lifetime benefit? It grows all, you know, by 8% and so on. Trying to get the highest benefit for myself if you're married, protecting the spouse. You know, your pensions, there's a pension decision. On top of that, you know, you can look at annuities to create guaranteed lifetime income. Okay, check the box. I've got that in place. I'm comfortable. I'm going to have paychecks coming in. And then I can say, now you have that investment piece. But you can test your plan. I do this all the time. I can't tell you how many meetings I had this week where we ran it. I factor in everything. Because these are things we need to look at, right? Inflation. Mm-hmm. Taxes. 
So when you're looking at your plan, please don't forget these things. For example, if you need $40,000 to supplement your income in retirement from a traditional IRA or 401k, you may have to pull out 55 to net 40, right? Because the government, you're going to have to cut a check to them. That's such, actually, I just have to stop you and just kind of echo that. That's a really great point that Mm -hmm. I think people forget all the time. They think to themselves, okay, I've got... 500,000, a million, 10 million. It doesn't matter what number it is. And you're like, oh, so at 4% on 10 million, I'll mm-hmm. have, you know, but that's not what you're pocketing. No, it's it's what are you going to net? And so, I mean, Ed Slot, you know, he's notorious for these discussions on taxes. <laughs> yeah. He had a book, he had a uh, article that said, your 401k is infested with taxes. I like that phrase, but. Um, <laughs> oh my it's God, a, that's it's creepy. <laughs> it's a true statement. And it's like Social yeah. Security. If you have a $60,000 benefit between you and your spouse, look, up to 50000 of it, 85% can be taxable. So if you have to turn around and give back 12000 to the government, your benefit's not 60, it's 48. And so this is why when we, we look at our plan, create income. We talked about getting to tax-free, the HSAs, the Roths, create as much of it as we can tax-free. Yeah, it's great to have that pot of investments, and it should be part of the plan, too. So you have another 500000 or where you can pull 20000 out if you want to take a trip with your family. You can gift to children and grandchildren. But this is how you start to create a plan. But then also understand the risks, like I mentioned, inflation, taxes, longevity, and on and on, healthcare. I don't mean to throw too many things out there, but as Steve is asking about how is he doing, it sounds like he's staying on top of where he's at and has a pretty good sense of it, but these are things I would just suggest people look at to answer the question, how are you doing? We test the plan and it tells you where you are at. Not to the penny, but it gives you a good perspective, and that's how we do it, but I include all of those things in your plan and then try to put you in a better spot from where you're at today. Does it matter how you're doing compared to somebody else? Like, I can't go. I just said in the last segment, I talked about some friends who went to Palm Springs and literally bought a million-dollar house just on the spur (laughs) of the moment. I can't do that. Should I care that they can and that I can't? Like, is it, you know, Steve asks, I'm always interested in how am I doing? But isn't it really just a race you're running with yourself? To a certain extent. But again, I think the goal is to understand what does it mean and I do agree. Your comment is, you're right. It is about yourself. What are your goals? What are you trying to accomplish? And are you there? You know, it's kind of like uh, the football analogy. I've Sometimes I tell people, look, the game's over. Take a knee. You're there. Okay? But, um, <laughs> y- you know, in some cases, and so that's why we might look at our plan. But understand how do you evaluate your plan. That's what I just said. Make sure you don't outlive your money. And that's the main goal. To compare yourself to others, you know, that maybe we have to differentiate between comparing yourself to others, which we know, even starting in grade school, we shouldn't do that. But <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> matter what the, what Timmy does. I only care what you do, there said you go. my mother and every mother. <laughs> Remember that book, All I Needed to Know I Learned in Kindergarten? Um, oh, yeah. Was, that guy ago. made a fortune on that. He sure did. But there was, you know, hold hands when you walk across the street, have milk and cookies, take a nap. Those are all the good things in life to do. So, mm. Well, I think that, you know, his, you know, just in terms of how this guy is doing, you know, if you're at 67 to 70, you know, you're in there, you're at full Social Security and you're retired. So you, you don't need to take Social Security yet. He's obviously making it work. I think yeah. that it doesn't matter what your average, you know, what an average net worth is. I think you're doing fine. And I think that you should look, Sounds like you know, 
kind of internally, right? You look at yourself and not everybody else. And I, I think the hardest thing is to not in this country look around and see how everybody else is doing because the whole extreme wealth thing is just so out there. Like my feeling is I'm never going to be that, so why do I care what anybody else is doing? Mm-hmm. But I yeah. think maybe I'm a little different. Yeah, no, I like I said, I think, you know, if we can say you have enough income, and it sounds like he made the comment, look, I think I have enough income. He's probably looked at his Social Security and these other aspects. I don't know if there's a pension there. But, you know, that's that's the most important or critical step part of your plan. Then the other yeah. things on top of that, though, that's kind of, I don't want to say icing the cake, but, yeah, it's, it's good to have those additional funds that you can use. Yeah. And then, then you got a plan. It's solid. So, Steve, take a deep breath. You're doing fine. (laughs) All right, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, uh, we want you to be very careful about where you're getting your financial advice from. Other than us, we should be number one. But we're going to talk about that coming up next on This Week in Wealth on 720 WGN. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to This Week in Wealth on 720 WGN. I'm Elise Glink with Best Money Moves. And with me, I've got Tom Fortino founder and principal of the Alpha Wealth Group. You can find us at 630-934-1855. That number works whether we're on the air or off. We'll still get your texts and we can talk about them in future shows. You can also go to alphawealthgroup.com and leave Tom a message. So Tom, I thought this was really funny. Uh, there's this Australian influencer. First of all, can we just talk about that term influencer? Mm. I don't know what she's thinking. So she's an influencer, and she's become popular for dishing out money-saving tips online. This has become a big TikTok thing, by the way. Uh I have not done this yet, mostly because I can't dance, and the whole thing around TikTok is you dance your advice, but whatever. I guess. Yeah. You and I together, (laughs) we're going to dance our advice from the show. Anyway, um, anyway, so here's the thing with this. So she's out there, this Australian influencer, and she's dishing out this money-saving stuff and the information and the tips and blah, 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 blah. And behind the scenes, she's filing for bankruptcy. Mm-hmm. Is that awesome? Yeah, it just, I mean, it's par for the course, I guess, with some of the stuff. I don't know. <laughs> well, when but that's, that's the point, right? <laughs> Is that people are looking at this stuff and, you know, they're like, oh, she's she's hot or she's cute or he's great or he's funny yeah. and i'm just going to take money advice from them mm-hmm. I, yeah. that drives me absolutely crazy i mean these people what qualifications do they have and clearly in this case she didn't have the key one which is hello stay out of bankruptcy <clears throat> but here's what i wanted to get at okay. the whole concept is you know people turn to the internet they turn to their family and friends but I think that there is, especially amongst our Gen Zs and even younger millennials, you know, you turn online, but you have no idea what the source is. You don't know anything about them. They're not checking them out. And I feel like you should consider the source. And Mm -hmm. I think you should check people out. So what do you think? How do you, as a financial advisor, what are the ways that you would want people to check you out? Because to be perfectly fair, not all CFPs and registered investment advisors, for my money, are the same. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because whether we talk about this YouTube or an influencer or whatever, uh, anyway, yeah, <laughs> the, <laughs> the point is, I think when we talk about common sense, it's not so common. I think in, to, in so many ways, I think if you just kind of use your noggin and think about it, it can really be that simple. In other words, does this make sense? And then also... 
be your own detective. Say, okay, but why do you say that? How is that true? When we talk about taxes, when we talk about Social Security, we talk about anything. Those, there's facts that back up a lot of this stuff. And that's when I tell people, look, if I'm giving you advice or telling you something, I'm basing it on this. And I'll explain. Look, why would you wait till 70 to take Social Security? Well, because it's the highest benefit you'll have for the rest of your life. Oh, by the way, that higher benefit stays for your survivor. If you predecease your spouse, they get it for the rest of their life. There's a reason behind it. If I say, hey, maybe you should consider putting money in a Roth versus a traditional, well, because you're in a 12% tax bracket, pay the tax on it today to never pay tax on it again. You see, so this is why, again, sometimes common sense can pull you through. And I think the, this industry, and it was a Harris poll that said 70% that responded thought this was too complicated. And you know this, at least we've talked about all of this. I don't think it needs to be that complicated. And, you know, so this is what I would tell Really just think about what you're being told. Use some common sense. Maybe talk to multiple people. Research is at your fingertips today from good sources. And, you know, some of it is gut when you meet with someone, you know, and you you feel comfortable with them and you're confident, but also base it on these things. But um, that's kind of my advice on it. Uh, Do the due diligence up front. Take your time. Get the facts. And then see how it applies to your situation. And then you can make a good, I like to say, informed decision. So before my mother, and I think I've said this before, before my mother chose a registered investment advisor to manage her money, this is Mm -hmm. many, many years ago, she talked to her accountant and said, give me the names of the financial advisors who have made the most money for their clients. She figured the accountant would know, right? (laughs) Because Mm -hmm. they're actually looking at the tax returns. So, I mean, I thought that was a pretty smart way to go about doing it. Yeah. And so the accountant gave her six names, and then she went to talk to these different people. Mm -hmm. And I thought what my mother did was pretty smart, because she took her brother, who was also a pretty good investor, and some of these people, they were all men. uh, They were all white men, as it it happens. This is like 25 years ago, or actually Mm -hmm. 30 years ago. But some of them were really dismissive of her. They're mm-hmm. like you don't have very you don't have enough money for us, mm-hmm. okay? Yep. And then some of them, she didn't think they. She thought they seemed a little shady, mm-hmm. like they weren't really transparent about fees, and they mm-hmm. weren't transparent about how they had done for their clients and where they'd made mistakes and whatever. She, you know, my mom's a right. tough interviewer, and then you know she finally got to one guy, and he was honest with her, and he said, "Look, you have nowhere near enough money, but." Um, I think what you've done as a single mom is really valuable, and I'd like to help you out. So maybe I'll just help you learn a little bit about investing, and we'll see how you do. And maybe someday you'll be able to be a full-fledged client of ours. But in the meantime, I'm going to help you. Mm-hmm. And my mother really liked that approach. And uh, you know, it, it validated for her what she had been through, which was you know a widow raising three kids uh, with no job prospects. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You know, that's basically what happened to my mom after my dad died. But by recognizing that, you know, he took a big step forward in, in her mind as being somebody of quality that she wanted to work with. Now, today I would say to her, Mom, you got to check out his ADV form, right? Mm-hmm. Isn't that what it is? Part There's one and part ADV, two? Form ADV, yeah. Form ADV. And why don't you tell people what that is? Because I think that that's something that I think most people don't realize that they can request Mm-hmm. It's from the SEC, right? 
Yeah, there's these forms, there's all these disclosure forms, form ADVs as an investment advisor representative or retirement investment advisory firms out there. They have what's called a form ADV. It gets into a lot of detail, you know, like we all these disclosures, but it talks about their background. It talks about, you know, what they've done. It talks about all of these things, um, all any types of violations. I mean, everything is in there. So it's it's called a form ADV. I've been doing this for over 20 years, and I'm not really sure. I guess it's just advisor, but I don't know what the acronym stands for. But I just know right. it is something that's available, and um, and I think too, as you said, you kind of laid it out too. Be- beyond that, all things being equal, you know, you want to be with someone you can relate to, someone you're comfortable with, someone you're going to enjoy and communicate with. Because if you can't do that, and you're uncomfortable with this person, and it's just not, it's that's not going to work either. So, um, yes, you want someone who's, who, you know, who's quality, who can do the things for you, who's, who's you know, a good advisor on many levels. But also, I think you, you don't have to shell yourself short by having someone that um, you also can enjoy being around, having conversations with them, and not hesitant to, to ask questions and contact them and, and so you can communicate with them. That's, that's really critical. And don't you think that, I mean, in my mind, not being intimidated so much that you can't ask questions that is right. one of the most important things of all if they're you know you want to have somebody great that you're getting the advice from right certainly not mm-hmm. this australian influencer but you know you also it's a two-way street right you know anybody can say anything online there mm-hmm. are no guardrails there they don't have to prove it they don't have to do anything they could pretend like there's a source out there and pretend to put a source up. Mm-hmm. You're not going to know the difference. ChatGPT isn't going to know the difference. In fact, they get stuff wrong all the time still. So you have to eventually go back to a human being and be able to have a conversation. And I just think that a lot of people don't trust themselves. So they just you know, take whatever advice is out there. But there, that is a way to make a big mistake. And actually, one of the big scams out there now, Tom, and we've talked about this a little bit, but there's a new scam um, where these guys call to get you to invest in crypto, mm-hmm. and which is bad enough, and then it turns out there's no crypto investment, mm-hmm. and they've just taken your money. And it's just, you got to ask tough. questions. Yeah, you yeah, got to ask questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I I enjoy questions. I always say, you know, you ask as many questions you like. There's no there's no urgency here. We walk through the process. So when ultimately you make a decision, you're comfortable with the decision. I just love that. Well, if you want Tom to uh, talk to you or answer your questions, if once we're off the air, give us a call or leave a text six three zero nine three four eighteen fifty five, or you can go to alphawealthgroup.com. And Tom will get back to you or somebody in his office and set up an appointment. And then just ask all the questions you have, which we think is the right thing to do. I agree. You know, we're out of time again. Of course. Of course. All right. So that's it for this edition of This Week in Wealth. Remember, you can always listen to past episodes of all this wisdom that we are imparting to you week in and week out. WGNRadio.com. You can just click on the podcast page and download the show or any of the other shows. You can also find me at BestMoneyMoves.com or on Twitter and go to AlphaWealthGroup.com to find Tom. Hope you have a great week, everybody. We'll be back again next week for another edition of This Week in Wealth on 720 WGN. 
Tom Fortino is an investment advisor representative of Retirement Wealth Advisors, LLC, and SEC Registered Advisor. Alpha Wealth Group, WGN, and RWA are not affiliated. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. This information should not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with professionals specialized in fields of tax, legal, accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate, and when redeemed, may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims-paying ability of the issuing company and are not offered by retirement wealth advisors. Insurance and annuities offered through Alpha Wealth Group, licensed in Illinois. Tom Fortino and Alpha Wealth Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.